Welcome, ladies and gents, to another episode of the False Nine Podcast. I am always here with you, guiding you through our journey, through every episode. Your best friend, your 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 founding father, your co-host, your your soothing voice. My name's Lewis, and I'm joined as always here, my boys, Edwin and Santi. Edwin, how are, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. What are you trying to sound like Jim Carrey off the Don FM? album or something <laughs> uh sometimes you're just like i don't know i just had a stream of consciousness and i just had to say all those things to the people damn that's a new one <laughs> sometimes you just gotta speak your mind and you gotta let it rock but anyways this is a soccer podcast not a philosophical one so uh it's been a couple of days since we last spoke uh last episode came out on tuesday and here we are recording Thursday, post some juicy matchups this midweek. A lot of FA Cup and Super Cup action. A lot of action Carabao going Cup. on. Huh? Carabao Cup, McMahon. It was FA. FA no. was at the weekend, and then Carabao was... Uh, oh, Carabao Cup, the Coupe de Carabao. I'm sorry. Since City have been out of it, I don't even keep up anymore. Oh, um, a lot of Carabao <laughs> Cup action and a lot of great matchups um, that just passed and that are coming up, and we're going to here to wrap it up and talk about it. But first things first, let's go to Italia, where I was in October. I was in Italia. Uh, let's talk about the Italian Super Cup matchup between Inter Milan and Juventus. Inter Milan, by the skin of their teeth, skate with an Alexis Sanchez extra time winner in the 120th minute, literally the last kick of the game. Big victory for Inter. Santiago, you're the Inter man. How do you guys feel getting this W over Juventus? Rest in piss, you motherfuckers. Fucking love always getting one on them. I think it's kind of establishing us as the powerhouse of Serie A. Um, what was great is even though there were substitutions, substitutions came in and they didn't miss a beat. We have depth in this team. And uh, domestically, we should probably win a trouble, which is, which is exciting. Good to see the consistency. Um, hopefully this propels us to keep our best players from now on. But even then, we saw their best players replace them right away. They didn't miss a beat. So it's great, great to see this victory. Um, Inter were pretty, were pretty bad for a while after Mourinho left. Um, and there was a couple of years where there was some hope, but they really couldn't get over the top. Spalletti was kind of always choke. You would always take the crown. And but now I think we see unstoppable. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't see this in Insagi from the preseason. I don't know if you guys remember that that that, that preseason preview we had. That I had my doubts on Insagi because of his work in Lazio, um, but the the system that he's doing is pretty much almost the exact same as Conte. Um, so I think that the players have adapted pretty well. Um, so. Blue skies in Milano. Can't complain. Love to see it. I hope we don't fucking lose out that though. I'm that's gonna piss me off. But well, I think so you guys should have a little more um, you know, safety. Last you know, last year you guys had the whole problem with the financial issues. You sold Lukaku, you sold uh what's his face? Um, Akimi. Akimi. Um, you know, you made almost 200 million euros there. 
hopefully that's able to keep the club afloat this year and not to lose out on big stars. And maybe you can go into the market and buy some stars. Cause I think they were talking about, they didn't even have to sell um, Hakimi. I think with Lukaku being gone, it was, it was more than enough, but um, you know, hopefully Inter can keep it up and uh, compete in the transfer market. Cause I think the one thing you're missing now is to be able to compete in Europe. Yep. 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 And, and it's a good step. Good first step that we finally made it out of the group stage. Uh, but like I said, consistency is key. Um, I, I know, I don't think there's the pressure this year. Like I mentioned in another podcast for them to beat Liverpool. Um, I think if I'm as an Inter fan, you just expect a competitive uh, home and away tie. Hopefully you win, but you know, you never know. It is the Champions League. So. Now, Edwin, we, we, we bash Juventus a lot on this game, on this show, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, deserved, more- by the way. Probably deserve, but probably sometimes a little more than what they deserve. When you go eight years winning the league in a row, and then now you're just in the pisser. It's good to see. <laughs> um, you know, Juventus right now they sit in fifth in Serie A, right there in the Champions League hunt. Um, they they're knocked out of this competition. Uh, you know, their league form is shaky. There's been rumors of you know them having some trouble on renewing the Bala, maybe selling him. Maybe having to sell delete. Um, if you're if if Edwin, you were on the Juventus board, what what's the first step you're taking to try to fix this 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 organization as of now? Um, I guess it, it pretty much comes down to you know reshaping the the first team and how they run. Um, obviously, Juventus they've been over the past decade they've been protected with elite players. Um, and those players have have definitely aged out. A little bit, and then you know they tried with the young signings of like Rabio, McKinney, Delit, uh, so on and so forth. And I think I don't know. I feel like Delit gets a lot of a lot of stick. Um, I don't think his game has been praised enough or as much as it should have should be um, in Serie A. But I don't know. I can't really give like an honest opinion on his form because uh, I don't really watch Juventus all that often to have. You know, an analysis on Delit. Uh, Rabio also had a hard time, you know, adapting to the system in Italy. Weston McKinney, though, he's been off running, so, somewhat of a shaky start at first, but he's in amazing form right now. And I think honestly, it's just it's just a transitional period, and it, it's every team goes through this. United's going through it. They have been going through it for a while. Arsenal has been going through it. They're finding their way out of it a little bit currently. And, you know, eventually, Lewis, we're going to have to face the music, but City's going to go through the, through this type of period as well at some point. Hopefully not in our lifetime, but they will go. And Barca, Barcelona's currently going through it as well. Um, so, I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know, in high school sports, you know, all the seniors graduate, then the team all, all of a sudden becomes like shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, I think it's just a transitional period that they have to find the right players you know, maybe change up the, the perspective a little bit on their coaching styles and who they want to bring in and set like a good project in motion. And yeah, I think that's pretty much what they got to do. But I don't know. I'm not ruling Juventus out for I mean, I, I'm ruling them out for the Scudetto for sure. But I still think they can make at least top three because Napoli has been dipping in form a lot as of late. They just lost to, to Fiorentina 
what was it, 5 1, I believe? 5 2. 5 2. 5 2. Yeah, they lost 5 2 to Fiorentina, which is insane. Um, and yeah, Juventus are, I think, like, what, three or four points? Or, well, how many points behind them are there? They are uh, five points behind. Don't forget about Atalanta, bro. Well, yeah, I still think Juventus could, would be able to finish yeah, no. the top three, at least, yeah. or top four. Yeah, so to just before Lewis, you go, I guess to jump, to piggyback on that, Napoli is probably the one that's going to fall. I think Atalanta stays in the top three, and then you should get the top four spot. Um, so I guess before you ask, ask another question, though, sorry, but um, I guess in perspective, because I follow Serie A, I guess, the most because of Inter, the league is kind of think of the think of like how Maguire gets criticized. That's how the league is criticized, really. Um, in a different aspect, I don't think it's as harsh, but um, as in like the name calling or like even the Juventus fans going on him. Um, the recent the recent attacks from the fans now is because Rayola keeps saying that he's going to leave. He wants a new challenge, so of course it's going to come there. And clearly, he hasn't adapted well to the culture. Um, he is probably playing better uh, overall, but he's still making stupid mistakes. Like over the weekend, that dumb red card yeah. that he had within like literally he had he had a yellow in like the seventy something minute, and then got the. The other, the second yellow within like 10 minutes. I, I felt like the second yellow was just unfortunate, but the first, the first challenge that got yeah. him the, the first booking, yeah, that was reckless. So, yeah, I actually think he's probably going to leave. And then the thing that I saw today was, was I, I haven't confirmed, Fabio hasn't confirmed, I haven't really seen the big um, reporters confirm it, but apparently Dybala's not renewing his contract. Mm. So I think he's going to leave. They're saying that he's going to leave for free in the summer. I don't know if it's true. I saw it. I don't know if there's much steam to it. I haven't read much of, of it than just one tweet. I forget the source. They, they always have a source. but So, yeah. Sorry, Lewis. You can continue. Um, I also heard they're kind of in the running for um, Bruno Gumares. The, if I said that right, his name. Gumares. 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 I didn't know you were Brazilian, too. Um, maybe they look at him as kind of someone to, to get into that Pirlo role. You know, he, he's in uh, Lyon right now. But I think I saw something about a loan option with an ob- obligation to buy for like $40 million. Um, I don't know, just maybe another young player to bring in. Maybe they're expecting to make some movements, I guess, because the way I see it, um, a lot of UA fans, at least, they're not a fan of Rabio. Um, some of them think guys like Alexandro are kind of past it. Um, if they... You know, do you take the money for the? You know, if you take a big offer for the lit, do you take it? I don't know. There's a lot of questions to be asked this off season for the team, and you know, it's just team in the mud, and it's very interesting to see how they react to it. When we go to the beautiful lands of Saudi Arabia, we'll catch another team in the mud. Uh, but didn't look that in the mud uh, during the game. We have another El Clasico, uh, Spanish Super Cup. Barcelona, Real Madrid in Saudi Arabia. Real Madrid come out 3-2 winners um, in extra time. Uh, some might say the match was a little more exciting than expected, especially since, uh, you know, with, with some context, Madrid have won five straight games against Barcelona, uh, including this one. And we know how much how bad Barcelona are these days. But the, the matchup, well, I tuned in after about 55 minutes. 
um, kind of a little bit after the second half. And it was a really, it was, it was a really interesting game, especially when, um, you know, Barcelona came and tied it uh, towards the end. Um, Edwin, were you expecting such a good game or were you, were you, you know, anticipating a big Madrid victory? I definitely was not anticipating a great game. Um, and I, I was speaking with Santi earlier off camera. Um, and I, I, and I've said it before on this podcast as well. I, I kind of lost the El Clasico has lost his appeal to me ever since Ronaldo left, just because I wasn't going to get any more of that Messi Ronaldo, like on field feud, um, or, you know, discussion. Uh, and I don't know, it's just been kind of, it just hasn't been as entertaining to me unless it's an actual meaningful match where like, if it's like a first place versus second place type thing, or like a cup, cup competition like this, um, but I wasn't expecting it to, to expecting it to be as tight as it was. Barcelona definitely surprised me with how well they played, um, and you could definitely see how Xavi has come in and instilled his philosophy, tactics, and his play style that he had with what, what was the name of his team in Saudi Arabia? Al Assad. I mean, Al Assad. Something like that. Yeah, Al Assad. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, even though they lost, I feel like I've been seeing, I think most Barca fans, they're not so disappointed with the loss because there's so much to look forward to. And I think everyone's kind of just accepted the fact that this year is going to be, uh, this season is going to be a transitional season for Barcelona. And then we'll see more of what they're capable of next season under Xavi, where they can actually contest um, for something. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they did play magnificent, and Gavi's back, Pedri's back, Ansufati's back. They all just look beautiful out there. Ferran, baby, he didn't look that well. He didn't look that good. <laughs> subbed up to forty-five minutes and subbed at halftime. Yeah. Santi, um, were you more impressed with Real Madrid or with Barcelona in this game? No, Real didn't have a good game. I'll be honest. If if, if you want to look at objectively, um, through just uh, Real's perspective, they, they didn't play as well as they should have. Now I'm not saying they played horrible. I do think Barca caused them problems. So I, it's more credit to Barca than uh, Madrid fucked up. Don't get me wrong. I think Xavi's uh, giving them confidence. I think that, what's it called? Now that they're having all the pieces uh, pretty much back and he has a full squad to work with, you're going to start seeing what the lineup that he wants. And I don't know if I mentioned it off camera, maybe I mentioned it in an episode, but he really doesn't like the pie. He doesn't see the pie working for him. And I, I don't know if that's an issue because he doesn't have anyone else other than Dijon. And I, and that's where now Ansu Fati might have to play number nine, maybe Ferran. But like I said, last podcast, the more and more I see that he doesn't want to play Memphis and the more he's playing Luke Young because he kind of has to, the more I'm getting convinced they're really getting prepared to get Holland. So not to get sidetracked, um, but just overall as a Barca fan, you should feel happy, relieved, hope. Um, it should, they're on the, they're on the come up. Uh, thankfully, uh, they, they should still kind of, they should still lack the consistency because of how young that squad is. Uh, usually when you have a lot of young players, you, you see the inconsistencies um, for a lot of them. Um, they still have financial situations that to deal with. Um, 
I guess the biggest problem right now that I see for them is how the hell is Danielvis starting a right back at 30 years old at a really important game. Um, I think it speaks more about what the manager thinks about Serginio Des. Um, I know, I know we've had our issue, our doubts about PK. I think that's he. I think they know, and he knows it's coming to an end. So they have to get another center back. Like I mentioned previously, I think the lead is the one that they want and the one they've been speaking to about with this Asian. Um, what do you? What would you prioritize more as a as a Barca fan next year? Do you sign a center back? Do you maybe cash out on Frankie Dijon because you need the money, or do you try to make a, a a jump for Erling Haaland, even though you already have Dembele, Fati, Ferran Torres, um, leading your front lines, and the pie? Can if they even a, can they even cash out on anyone? But like, how are they? I, like if they, they can't do business, I don't know. If I they see. if they can sell the pie and they can sell the young, I just go in all in for Haaland. There's no way you cannot get him. Like that's that's a no brainer to me. No matter. Like, because you're gonna have Holland for the Holland for the next 10, 12 years. Then you worry about everything else. That's just me personally. Um Araujo, I think, has shown um on Yeah, yeah great, yeah. Yo, he played with two screws in his hand. He had surgery five days. I had not no idea about that. Yeah, he did. And he's good. He's in soccer, who cares? Listen, kidding. Okay. I'm, not, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying I'm not saying the injury could impact you, but it's still show, like you're not. No, 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 no. Yeah, he got the how much of a warrior he is, you know, no, like yeah. something he could have landed bad on it. And then the screw could have freaking gone through his skin, gone through his hand. I don't know. Is anything going to happen? Um, so, I mean, I think he's showing you. That he's he's for real. So now they only have really one center back to fill. Like I said, if you get Holland. Worry about everything else after. Fuck that. Holland's not Could going. be a tough problem, man. I think if a bid comes for Dijon for, I don't know, 60 million. See, but I think I could I think they could sell Dijon. I think they could sell the pie. Um, I honestly think they might want to they might want to sell their stinger. I was actually looking at the numbers and looking at the stats, and he's actually He's actually not the – I think he's actually a little bit overrated. We could talk about it another day. I never I thought he was good for the last five years. I just never said it. <laughs> Listen, I'll be honest. I always thought he was better than Neuer. <laughs> I always thought he was better than Neuer. No. But now that you kind of see with a frisky – With a frisky defense, defense, any goalkeeper is bad, bro. Listen, but he doesn't look as good as De Gea has ever looked. And De Gea has had a bad defense for like 10 years. I'm not trying to compare them. I'm just giving you – like just a another example of how they're supposed to look. Like maybe Oblak is overrated, but he's never had a bad defense. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's it's kind of like you never know, but Oblak doesn't give you that's never give you that sense that he's gonna be bad if he ever has a bad defense. Which they're starting to show Atletico their defense is kind of in shambles a little bit. Anyways, going back to Barca. Uh yeah, dude, Holland, all the way. You need Holland. Uh I, the more I keep reading into it, the more I, I mean, I'm still at 40, 40 or 45. What did I say, Lewis, on Monday? You said 40 last You said episode. 40. Yeah, you said 40. The, hold on. The thing is for me, Lewis, to answer your question, I think look, Barcelona against Real Madrid, they basically had a U19 squad out there. And they, they really pushed Real Madrid to extra time and a late winning goal. 
You know what I'm saying? So this team has so much potential. And I think under Chavi, if he plays his cards right, he could do what Frank Lampard did his first season at Chelsea, where he overachieved with that young ass squad, bringing in players from the academy since Chelsea had a transfer ban. Yeah, but sorry, sorry to stop you there, but Xavi knows that they can't be that same Barcelona that buys these expensive ass 28, yeah, yeah, 29 yeah. year olds. So I know, I know, for, but so I know for a fact if he's going to buy players, he's going to be young. Mm-hmm. So I do think the player recruitment of new signings is going to be much different. He's going to prefer Spanish players. And of course, you, but he knows that. There's sometimes there's talents that you're gonna need from other countries. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think it's gonna be kind of like uh literally all Spanish guys, most for the academy, and you already see some sprinkles of you know Fantoris from Valencia, and then maybe they'll bring another guy here and there, but that's gonna be the team. Um, I think you know it's gonna be Gavi Pedri and whoever they can find to replace Busquets. Um and then once they bring that other center back and maybe get a replacement for Jordi Alba, that's going to be the set team. I think Dembele really impressed me. And, um, you know, going to Real Madrid real quick, um, Vinicius and Benzema, you know, the, the, the Hardy boys, the, the best tag team in, in world soccer right now. Um, I think, I think, I don't know if Real Madrid really go after Mbappe and, Ho- and Holland as some rumor reports and they, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of attacking power, a lot of egos to that's going to be to have to manage. Yeah. So the thing is that I've also read was Holland wants to go to La Liga, but he doesn't want to be with Mbappe. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Barca's the ideal spot. And listen, I don't know if you saw the report, but oh, I don't even know if they confirmed it or not either. But Raiola apparently was in the hospital, was in serious, con- in critical condition. So imagine he passed away. What the fuck goes on there? Like a bunch of clients. Alan still got his dad. That'd be Uh, crazy. But no, Real Madrid will go on on Saturday to face off against Athletic Club, who were able to beat Atletico Madrid today in the Super Cup final um, in Saudi Arabia. So we'll see if that's a trophy for Carlo Ancelotti and the boys, or if Bilbao can uh, go ahead and take that from them. Um, Coming up next, Edwin's back. So we're here to have some trivia, guys. Let's get into it. Finally. Que lo que, que lo que, que lo que. It's your hostess with the mostest. Edwin's here. I'm with back. The what? With the what? With the mostest, you are. <laughs> I'm back, ladies and gentlemen, which means we are back with another edition of Trivia, a fan favorite segment on this show. We have a lot of fun as well. Last time out, Lewis beat Santiago, so he is up 1-0. Santi went first in the last round, so that means this time Lewis will be answering the questions first today. So in light of El Clasico, you know, huge game. I've got an El Clasico trivia for you guys today. So I want you guys to name the El Clasico top goal scorers. All right. So there's 13. The list goes on to 13. So going one by one, first to seven, correct answers 
wins this round of trivia. We got five seconds to answer each. All right. Lewis, you're up first, baby. You ready? Yes. All right. And go. Messi. Messi. Correct. Santi. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. CR7. CR7. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Correct. Luisito. Uh, Benzema. <clears throat> Karim Benzema. Correct. He's actually the 13th on the list. Oh. Um, uh, Santi. Raul. Raul. Correct. Luis. Uh, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. Correct as well. Santi. Oh, shit. Uh, Patrick Kluivert. Clauvert? Yeah. Incorrecto, motherfucker. All right, three, two, Lewis. Lewis, and go. Alfredo Di Stefano. Di Stefano, correct. He's tied with Cristiano Ronaldo with 18. Four, two, Lewis. Santi. Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos, incorrecto. Damn. Uh, Puskas, correct as well. Lewis is up five to two on Santiago. Santiago, yo, you got to make a comeback, my man. What you doing? I might blank it pretty hard. Five. Uh, Fat Ronaldo. Oh, <laughs> uh, wrong, motherfucker. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Lewis, five. Hugo, Hugo Sanchez. Correct. Correct. Santi. Five. Four. Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff. Incorrect. Uh, Lewis for the win. Samuel Eto. Incorrect. Oh, thank you. For the love of God. All right, Santi, you got fucking Christ, bro. (laughs) You're fucking getting everything. It's so annoying. Pick it up, baby. Five. Four, three. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, incorrect. Lewis for the win. David Villa. David Villa, incorrect. Damn. Santi. Five, four, three. Uh, Iniesta. Iniesta, incorrect. Santi, I mean, Lewis for the win. Uh, Four. Neymar. Neymar, incorrect. Santi, five, four, three, two. Guti. Guti, 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 incorrect. Rivaldo. Rivaldo, incorrect. Santi. Romario. Romario, Romario, incorrect. Bro, what the fuck? Who the fuck scored against this fucking team? (laughs) (laughs) Luis, for the win, please, bro. Five, four, guy. four, three. Stoikov. Stoikov. The goalie, bro. Yeah. Oh, the mm. other guy. Did I say his name wrong? You I'm did. It, wrong. You got it wrong anyway. Santi. Santi. Five, four, three, two, one. Chavi. Chavi. Incorrect. All right. That is all the time we have for trivia. You guys really sucked. You guys had a, a great a great start. Great start. Wait, hold run. on. Sedan? I'm just gonna name names that I could have said. Sedan? No. We all no. All right, I'm done. 
you guys had a strong start. And then, damn, Lewis, when you, you could have for the win. I mean, you won, but like on the last one, you guys just started. Suck. Santi, you've been sucked. Yeah, and I was bad. You was talking, you was popping all that shit. Redondo, Redondo, Hierro. The rest, Cesar. Cesar. Cesar, okay. Francisco Gento. I don't know who that is. Santi, uh, Santilana. No, no, that is. It's a Barca player, definitely. Uh, no, he's a Real Madrid player, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, Juanito. No, I who that is. Real Madrid player. Um, and Joseph Samitier, Barcelona and Real Madrid. I was going to get any of those guys. Cesar, we could have gone. That's the only one I could have really gone. Yeah. Damn. All right, so. Was there a four, who's the who's the fourteenth on that list, uh, Edwin? It just goes up 14? to thir- No, it just goes up to thirteen. Oh, okay, Vinicius will be in top ten within a couple of years. So don't worry, we'll get that one right eventually. All right, that's all we have for trivia. Lewis taking a two 0 lead against Santiago. Santiago, you're in the mud right now, bro. You did terrible this round. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you. We move, we move, we move. He can't keep up with me. It's gonna be worse than what he did to you. All right, we move, we move. I'm gonna get my revenge on one of y'all. I promise. Mark it's my be word. Bad for Santiago. <laughs> be screaming for help. He's gonna be tapping out. <laughs> word. All right, moving on to a new segment of the show. See you guys soon. And as great as trivia is, guys, we're going to come into our brand new segment. Um, A lot about football is about having useless debates about who's better, who sucks, who's going to be remembered forever, and what what football opinion reigns dominant. So here we have Santiago and Edwin, um, and weekly or episodically. Episodically, we're going to try to have... Weekly, weekly, weekly. Weekly, weekly, weekly. Weekly, we're going to try to have... A face-off between one of us, we're gonna we're gonna defend a football opinion with our livelihood, and we'll leave it up to you guys to decide who wins the debate in a poll, either on Spotify, Instagram, or somewhere in the social media world. And there'll be no winner, but we're gonna hear some two solid arguments today. Um, I think we'll kick it off with our question. Are you guys ready? Yeah, born ready. All right. So for the first episode of Versus, name confirmation pending, we got a nice question that kind of affects all football fans. Um, we got some very differing opinions here. I have my own opinion. I won't share it maybe till the, at the end of the show. But here we go. Would you guys rather win a FIFA World Cup or a UEFA Champions League trophy? And I'll guess I'll hand it off to Edwin first. All right. So, uh, football lovers alike, do not scold me for this. Pero, I want to put everybody claro. I personally would love to, would rather win a Champions League trophy than a world cup i know i know how crazy that fucking sounds i do because everyone knows the world cup is the most prestigious 
trophy in all of football. But I don't know. I just never felt that way. I always felt like the Champions League was the end-all, be-all. I guess mainly because the Champions League is every year. It's the most competitive competition every year. And then the World Cup is every four years, which makes it a lot special. But the reason I'm giving my answer as the Champions League is because I don't have my country isn't from a footballing background. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the in the USA. Right. And soccer here is so flawed, so flawed. It, it, it really hurts. It really hurts how flawed soccer is in this country. Um, but my ethnicity is from the Dominican Republic and El Salvador. Now, the Dominican Republic ain't shit in soccer. And I know damn well they ain't going to win. They ain't going to win a World Cup. Neither is El Salvador. The Dominican Republic, we, we dominate baseball okay, along with the Puerto Ricans and Cubans. So I'll give them that. Oh, you're from Mexico, bro. Fuck off. But yeah, so I don't have a footballing country background as opposed to like that of countries from South America like Santi, for example, is Peruvian or Europe, you know, where soccer is literally their culture. So they would do anything for a World Cup, whether from a fan's perspective or a player's perspective. And I totally appreciate that. And I get it. I really do. But I can't relate to anyone else with a footballing culture background from their country in that sense. So that's why I would say the Champions League. Okay, so we heard our opening arguments from Edwin. He is on Team Champions League European Cup. Santiago, what do you have for us in terms of your well, opinion on this topic? Well, Edwin was uh, trying to make my own my argument for myself. Of course, I World Cup to me will be the greatest thing anyone could ever win in their lifetime. You can compare it to anything any athlete could win. It is the one thing that's the most prestigious, in my opinion. I have just just one data. I think the uniqueness that it's every four years, I think, adds to it. Um, about 600 players have won the Champions League compared to 450 for the World Cup. So it is pretty unique. Um, before I really give my my what's the what's the word my sentimental take on it just want to say a couple things Messi. what's the one thing that's missing for him to be great what's the one thing that all the haters if he achieves are gonna be like they're gonna shut the fuck up forever i woke up they've always been saying oh there's no world cup maradona's one world cup Comes down to that. I bought it to Argentina and say the same thing. Ronaldo, no, he's not the best player. He hasn't won a World Cup. He's not show with Portugal. A lot That's of an pundits, excuse to a swine. Listen, no, a, lot of, a lot of pundits. No interruptions. A lot of pundits clearly emphasize a player's um, career, legacy, impact based on what they do with their country. And I think for you guys, I see why you guys don't understand that so much and why you guys dismiss it. 
uh, clearly your country may, I mean, you can include the U.S., but because maybe they're not, they're never, you've never taken them as seriously, and maybe it's going to change soon, like we talked about in an earlier episode. You don't really value um, uh, country play. Like, every time uh, there's an international fixture, you're always fucking complaining, like, ah, great. Hope my players don't get hurt. Ah, great. Another useless friendly. Oh, great. Nobody's fucking watching. Clearly, the whole world watches. It are the most exciting games. It is the most challenging games to win because for the most part, these players aren't together. One. So the, sometimes the chemistry isn't fucking there. It just has to be pure skill. But at the same time, sometimes hard, um, a, a cliche, hard work beats that uh, beats always beats skill. So that's why sometimes you see those upsets. Um, and not often, but when you see those fucking upsets, they're, they're, everyone loses their, their minds. Uh, like Germany getting out of the world, can't get out of the group stage. Uh, before it was Spain, before it was France, before it was Italy. So my take is the World Cup is the best thing ever. Um, I cried when Peru made the World Cup. It is the best day of my life. I know Peru never stands a chance to actually win a World Cup, but it's just the hope that gets to me uh, because it's every four years and about, I think, 2 billion people watch the final is the single sole reason why it's the best thing to win and why Champions League can be nice, but there's players that never get to play in Europe. Pele never played in Europe. Never got a Champions League. Still probably top two best player ever. That's all I got to say. Let's say some few words. All right. So we got a guy who has really no attachment to the national team. I won't say no attachment, but, you know, he doesn't see the sentiment here. We got another guy, you know, who where his country bleeds the, the sport. They bleed to make that World Cup. They, they, they bleed for those international fixtures. Of course, so they also bleed for their clubs. Uh, I think it is an interesting uh, – facet there of your relationship with your with your national teams so i'm going to give you guys each a minute to ask a question or give a rebuttal now and we'll go edwin you can fire back at santi and what, what you didn't like about his argument or what questions you want to pose to him well yeah i mean I, there's obviously there's no right or wrong answer to that like because because this is completely opinionated um you know what i'm saying and it really depends on the perspective, like, for example, my perspective on why I would rather win a Champions League. Um, but, Sandy, you, you said, you know, whenever, when it comes to me and Lewis, whenever it's the international break, we get, like, get annoyed. That it's, that's, that's, a, that's a universal footballing world thing. Like, every, no one likes the international break unless, you know, it's, like, a major tournament. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, or like huge qualifier matches. You know? Like, you know? Can you, Lewis, can you agree with me on that? Like, it's just like, oh, it's another, like, that's just like a, a universal football thing. I think when it comes to international friendlies and maybe early stages of like the nation's league or something, no one really Yeah, cares. like, no, no one cares unless it's like a huge mass matchup or like, if, for it's, a major if it's tournament. like qualifiers, late qualifiers for the World Cup or the, you know, uh, continental. Yeah, yeah, huge matchups slash for the for a major tournament. But, but friend, if it's like, yeah, if it's England versus Luxembourg in a friendly. Like, yeah, like what the fuck? Like where it's our, our favorite 
players from our favorite clubs are here. And do you know how many players get injured during the international break? But we're not talking international break. We're talking World Cup. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so World Cup. Yeah. So no, no, that's just me rebuttaling against his his um what's the word? Fucking his argument. His argument about oh we complain about the international break. Um, and no, I I completely value your take on on the World Cup, but I don't know. I just think I just think the the Champions League is more prestigious in my opinion. But why? Because I don't have that connection to. No, no, no. Take that. Take the connection. Just take it. No, and I, at I surface level. Just take it at surface level. Why do you think the Champions League is more prestigious than the World Cup? Because I never. Re- say, I say, never- say you're say you're from fucking Mars, bro, and and you come to Earth, and you're like, whoa, the World Cup. There's a World Cup final and a Champions League final. Why do you think that guy from Mars is gonna rather win the cha- or see see win whatever the Champions League final over the World Cup final? Okay. All right. I'm not gonna use your example. I'm, I'm just me, saying. I'm just trying to show you that yeah, surface yeah, yeah. level. Don't. I don't need that. I don't. I don't take the I connection know, so, out because clearly so, there's no connection. So me personally, you know, back then when I first started getting into soccer and playing competitively and had aims to to play professionally as well, I I did want to represent the U.S. I did. I did. But that was. I used to be so stone cold, like, oh, I'm full on American, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then. Getting older, maturing, I kind of realized the the system here in the U.S. is completely flawed with how they handle soccer, all the way down to the grassroots level and beyond that. You know what I'm saying? So I I feel like I don't have any hope that the U.S. is gonna ever win a World Cup. Not or I don't want to say ever, but I just don't see them winning a World Cup at all. Um, however, since being a Man City fan, we've never won a Champions League. I I just I really want to see a Champions League win one. And then two, that would that would be more sentimental to me because I know the U.S. isn't going to make a, a World Cup final that I'm going to ever watch. Unless they completely change the landscape of how soccer is run in this country. You went the connection because you show your bias and that's fine. Me personally, like I said before, Peru's not going to figure a World Cup. But I still think the World Cup is so much better in the Champions League. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. But I'm, you still didn't answer my question. Surface level. Take out all the emotional connection you actually have to the Champions League because you want City to win, which I understand from your point of view. Why do you I think it's wanna, more prestigious if, than a World if Cup? I was, if I was a professional player, I would be representing the U.S. I know I'm not going to win a fucking World Cup with the U.S. Yeah, and you, so, if, if, one of the outside players ends up in Europe. Okay, one of the outside players ends up in Europe and plays for like a for, for a top for a team that's actually going to make it to the Champions League final. Right. Uh, Pulisic, Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney's never going to make to the Champions League final. With Juventus, Juventus is a top. They've been. What do you mean? They've been not. to a Champions League final in the last. They've been to two Champions League final in the last. Uh, Bro, they haven't years. been the same in the last three years. Okay, still, but they still made it. They're still a top but, but European. That's a, that's a, okay, so you're pretty much saying Sergio this is going to make with this current Barca team. That's pretty much your argument, saying. No, that's, but, but with with more Americans that represent the U.S. national team playing in Europe at a high level. They are more likely to win a Champions League than they are a World Cup. Correct or incorrect? Okay, I'll give you. I'll, I'll ask you. I'll give you a more connection. A little more connection. You play high high, high school soccer, right? Yes. What's the farthest you guys went? Um, I think like second round of playoffs. Would you rather win a? Would you rather win a state final, or um, what's it called? 
or oh fuck, this is actually not a, not a good comparison. Well, no, no, I get what you're saying. No, no, I get what you're saying because win, win a state final with your high school or win a regional final with Rutgers. Say you did play in Rutgers. Well, it's, uh, I, the comparison. We all went I, to Rutgers, by the way. The 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 comparison that I thought you were gonna make is, and I made this comparison as well. Like I saw high school soccer is like the international team, and then yes, playing club soccer. Yeah, playing club soccer that travel. Team, All right, there you go. Like club. All right, club club soccer. You win the state title, or your high school, you win the the, the state title. I feel like it would be a, it would be more impressive and better for. No, 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 not that impressive for no, you. No, what no, would no, you? No, what no, would, yeah, for, what's for gonna me, make you cry at the end? Yeah, for me, it would mean more. Of joy, if I of course. something with 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 uh, with the high school team. But that's because we all came from, we all live in the, we're in AC, like we, Atlantic City, like we're in the mud out here, you know what I'm saying? And not, not all these play, not all these talented ass players in Atlantic City have the money to play travel soccer and, and to get recognized by college coaches and to go to combines and stuff like that. And again, that's, that goes back to my point saying that the, the system, the soccer landscape and system here in this country is flawed because there's so much talent here that's wasted because it's it's this pay to play um, landscape and system. You're still not answering my question. I just answered it, bitch. I said I'd rather win would win with the high school team. No, 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 no. You, you keep you keep you keep saying why your dissolution with why the, uh, about the dissolution. U.S. Dissolution. I don't know how to say. It. You know, not 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 not. Not, so, not Santi gaslighting me. <laughs> listen I, I i i just my my thing is more more players have a chance to win a world cup than to win a champions league fact or not fact that i'm asking more players have a chance to win a world cup than to win a champions league well based off of what you said in your opening argument that more players have won the, the champions league than now I don't know how many different players have won each. I could I could probably look. I could have to look that up, but I guarantee you at least half of the players have won the World Cup and they're won the champions. Yeah, probably more. No, I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not discrediting the World Cup whatsoever for what it is. I know it's it's a very special. I love watching the World Cup, and I of course I would love to represent. If I was a player, I would love to represent my country, and play in a World Cup. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For me, I, I would just, I just, I just rather have, I would rather have a Champions League trophy if I was a player. Seems like yeah, you guys, cool, seems like you guys have some really strong opinions on this. Obviously, um, differing sides, differing, differing ways of growing up, all that. Let's hear. You, I'll give you guys a minute each to close your arguments, and then I'll give my little take on it afterward. Uh, even though my country has not a chance to win a World Cup. I still cry every time they played in the World Cup, which has been three times in my lifetime. I think it's more prestige. My club team plays in the Champions League every single year. As much as I want them to win, and as much as they 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 have won in the past, nothing compares to me seeing my own country just win one game in the World Cup in my whole life. Now I understand that you don't have that, but that shouldn't that um. That shouldn't negate how much more prestigious winning a World Cup is than winning uh, a Champions League. A World Cup, 
unites an entire fucking country. And I'm going to go a little political. Everyone, every every country unites as one when it comes to the World Cup. All right? You know how many people, how many, there's no Chelsea fans, there's no Spurs fans, there's no Arsenal fans, it's England fans. All right? It's magical. It is majestic. You are rooting for your goddamn country, for your national team. And it's the best thing ever when you see them succeed. And it only happens once in four years. And God knows if you're in a bad cycle of players, it might take a long time for you to get back. It took us uh, 36 years to get back to the World Cup. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty fucking unique. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You know, again, I'm not discrediting how unique and how prestigious the World Cup is. I'm just saying. And I do have that. I don't have a complete disconnect with international play whatsoever because um i don't know if i've said it on the podcast before yeah no i I have my best friend my best friend is peruvian so whenever there's world cup qualifiers on or whenever peru plays i'm always down there watching with him and his family rooting my ass off and i i feel their passion towards it i do and i know it's not the same i know it's not the same but i can still connect to some degree you know what i'm saying because they're his family's like my family you know what i'm saying so i i do get it but I just never really had, not that I don't have like, I don't want to say national pride because I do have like my, my Latin pride, Dominican pride, Salvadoran pride, whatever. I do have that, but I just don't have that connection with the United States, the older that I have gotten. And that, again, that, that I, it's, it goes beyond football for me. Like that, it, you could go into political and, you know, just social morals and stuff like that behind that which i do not want to get into whatsoever because that's just that's not what we're about on this podcast but or at least that's not what we're here to talk about so yeah it for me it goes beyond football as to why i wouldn't want to like i don't care for the world cup coming from like a united states point of view well bravo gentlemen thank you for concluding our first episode of versus confirmation of name pending and very compelling, very compelling arguments from both sides. I see what you guys both talk about. You know, Edwin, I kind of resonate with you a little more because of the USA thing and the, you know, the DR is never going to make it to the World Cup. Well, don't, don't even qualify for the Caribbean Cup. Um, <laughs> but Sante, I do get what you say. You know, the whole country unites no matter what politics are going on in the world or in your in your homeland. You know, you know, you say all Peru is like going to root for Peru no matter what. And that's also something special. And it only happens. You know, it's only this one event that happens every couple of years um, that lets you have the opportunity to do that. You know, it's kind of like the same way, you know, one might look at like the Olympics or some shit like that. Um, no, definitely, definitely great to hear both sides. I think there's definitely valid, valid points for both of you guys. Um, I think my take. And I think Santa, you posed to Edwin if he was going to win his high school championship or his club team championship. He's Edwin, you said you picked the high school title. Yeah. All right. If I had the same question. Oh, well, yeah, Lewis, if you had to win something with Bayonne or something with Ruckus, what would, what would it mean better for you? Something with Bayonne. Yeah, well, no, you didn't choose Bayonne. Hold on, wait, wait, hold, on, wait, wait. No, no, hold on, hold on. You didn't choose Bayonne. You just, that's where you ended up in. Uh, but you chose Ruckers to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hold on, right, right, let to me answer me. your question. To answer your question of if a Martian came down and I told him to watch one game, I'm telling him to watch the Champions League final. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. If 
Are we going to say that all the best players in soccer go to Europe? Are we going to say all the Champions League finals are actually great? Are we going to say that all of the best players in soccer go to Europe? Uh, any final? No. There's no determining whether a final is no, great no, or not. No, the, not the all 2018 the best players are in, World Cup final. Not trash. all the best players are in Europe. Not all the best players are in Europe. Will we say a vast majority of them are? Yeah, but most of them are still not going to end up in the in the world in the Champions League final. You, most people. I guarantee you, European the World Cup final has. If you, if you, I mean, we have to do it eventually. But if you, if you go side by side. Uh, I bet the World Cup final has better players than the Champions League final. Do you think Man City could beat Croatia? Yeah. Do you think Man City could beat France? No. They can't beat France? No. Okay. Do you think uh, Real Madrid could beat France? Three-peat no. Real Madrid. Debatable. Um, do you think – who won the other one? Uh, do you think Bayern could beat Germany? No. Bayern can't be 2014 Germany? No. I think they do. No, I don't think they do. All right. All right, hold on. Wait. Before – Because Norris is the goalkeeper in, in Germany, so who's the keeper for, for Bayern? The clone. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think they could be uh, Bayern. Hold on, hold on. Let me just say this. Let me just say this just so that, you know, our audience and Santi as well as you, like, y'all don't get it twisted whatsoever. I, it's, already, I'm, it's already twisted. Yeah, you know, my answer, that's based off of my own personal experiences. Now, if I were to take away all those biases as to why I would prefer the Champions League over the World Cup and take that away, then I'm not, of course, the World Cup is way more prestigious than the Champions League. I was never arguing that whatsoever. I'm just saying I have more of a drawn towards the Champions League because I could connect. I have a better connection towards it. I have a better relationship towards the Champions League than I do with the World Cup. Now, I'm not again, I'm not saying that the World Cup is not as prestigious as the Champions League. It's just my own, what I've lived through growing up. That's why I choose the Champions League as opposed to the World Cup. Well, that's what makes your argument your argument and your point. Yeah, your point. yeah. Yeah, but I'm not, say, yeah, I'm not discrediting any trophy whatsoever. Back to the Martian, though. What I want to say is that the best players in the world tend to end up in Europe and the best players in the world tend to get bought up by European clubs, the best European clubs, and the best European clubs play in the Champions League. So the Champions League has the best competition in terms of footballing status, which makes the Champions League f tournament the most competitive and the most competitive thing in All of football. Soccer. Yes. Football. That's my argument. That's not a bad argument. It's a good argument. So I would say if I'm telling a Martian to come watch the highest class of football there is, let's say the World Cup finals on one channel, the Champions League finals on another channel, I'm going to be like, bro, if you want to watch something emotional, you can watch the World Cup. But if you want to watch some real ball, <laughs> you watch some real ball, go watch the Champions League final. I see, Tamo. That's how we do it. That's how we come in. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you, Lewis, for that, for that, for your input on that. Thank you, you guys, for taking place in verses. Um, we hope to fix this as we go along and make it better and make it more entertaining for you guys. But, you know, pretty emotional start here. And we'll switch out our contestants and we'll have you guys vote on what you guys would prefer to win in a poll somewhere in the socials. Uh, thank you, fellas.
finally, the bets have come back to the podcast. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ballon d'Or bets are back. I know you miss me. Uh, my wallet took a big hit last time we did this. God knows when that was. It was definitely a Champions League. Because yeah, and the last I'm, I'm sure the last time we did this, the our wallets took a big hit for our listeners too, which is why we, the segment's been gone for so long. So new year, new me, or well, same me, but more accountable me. So I'm gonna keep track of how the fuck I do, how much money I'm actually losing, and then you're like, all right. Get get some more safe bets in there. Stop going for the, the like the crazy parlays. Um, We're managing right. our money this year, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, heard it nope. here first. No, that's why you sell your stocks to 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 uh, pay your credit card uh, debt. Come on, fellas. Mm-hmm. No más deteo desempleo. Anyways, so this weekend's got some juicy matchups. I have three bets, three best bets. Um, we'll start off in the Clasico of England. Uh, we got City Chelsea. I really want to put Chelsea to win, but they suck. I know City wins. I hate betting on City, so I'm never going to do that in my life. So I'm going to do a little, uh, I think City's going to win 2 nothing, 1 nothing. Chelsea won't score. They suck. Um, I think, but Chelsea's good enough defensively to hold City under two goals. So I'm going to go the under two and a half. It's plus 106. Play some money on that. Sunday, this bet, don't follow it. This is a pure bias bet. I would just want Arsenal to rest in piss. Uh, Tottenham, Arsenal. I think Conte is going to show Arsenal, um, well, teach Arteta one or or two things about properly uh, managing a team. Uh, and I think Tottenham's going to win. Now, purely bias. No stat behind it. So, just warning you before you put money on this one. Don't blame me. This is just me thinking Tottenham just came off a rough, a rough loss. Arsenal actually came off a good result. And it makes perfect sense. You know why? Because it's just Arsenal. Arsenal is a nice roller coaster. And so are Tottenham. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty uh, decent match. It's two roller coasters on a collision course. And then my last, and then my last bet, but a little more of a short thing. It's going to be an offensive attack. I think between Atalanta and Inter, the over right now is a two and a half, but it's minus 165. But like I said, we got to be smart. We got to take some safe bets. Can't lose all our money. We got to win some money. So I'm going to take the over on that. And uh, uh, that's it for Ballon d'Or bets. We are returning weekly. Every Thursday, uh, hopefully we'll get some guests into this eventually. Uh, that's my plan. But what do you guys think, fellas? Please tell me you actually have a rebuttal on the city one. A rebuttal? So you said under two and a half goals because I think City is going to win two nothing. So less than three. Yes. Uh, I could definitely see it going three. I think Ches- I think Chelsea can get a goal. You know, either some a penalty. Some stoppage time and goofiness, a, a counter attack. They can hit on the counter. I think they could get one. Um, we are likely to win the game. We're at home. Whatever, we'll score our goals. We create the chances for it. I'll say at least three goals are scored in this game. That's just me. 
I think I think the safer option is to be over 1.5 because I do see Chelsea scoring and I do see City scoring as well. So that's already two right there. And I, I do think City will win the match as well. Yeah, I don't see Chelsea scoring at all. So I don't know. And I think I think over 1.5 safer because either way, let's say let's say it doesn't go over two, it still hits. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening again to another episode of the False Line Podcast. We really appreciate you guys' support. Uh, we're going to try to grow the channel a little bit more, grow the podcast a little bit more. Check out Edwin on YouTube, 12th Man FC. Just started FIFA Ultimate Team Gameplay. Uh, he's not very good, but he's not very bad. So <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my next video, which hopefully comes out the same time that, that this, this episode comes out, it's I'm doing a foot draft of the slowest team in history. So slow FC, baby. Slow FC. I don't know how to react to that in some circles, but we'll, we'll go with it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of the False Nine. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Hope everyone has a safe, fun, and joyful weekend. Thank you. Oh, that money clip us now.